Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. I'm Haley Luckadoo, educator, website designer, wedding planner, and big dreamer who took a hobby business born out of a college dorm room and turned it into a successful multi-business empire. I run on hard work and Dr. Pepper, and if it comes in pink, you better believe I want it. This podcast is for women in almost any industry who want the resources and inspiration to do what sets their soul on fire. I'll interview women who are exceptional at what they do to bring you the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed and to create the life you dream of. Hey girl, and welcome back. I am very excited for this episode because I'm going to be solo again, and I don't do a lot of these because I am definitely still getting used to not having a guest to bounce ideas off of and help sort of feed the conversation. But I'm really excited to bring you this content today because I think it's something that we can all relate to, even if you're not willing to admit it. So today I really want to talk about feeling like a failure. And if that statement didn't resonate with you, you're definitely not going to like the rest of this episode. So I want to talk to you about why it's okay to feel like a failure and what that means, and then give you five steps to overcoming that feeling and getting out of that mindset that you are a failure. So first of all, Obviously, everyone fails, and that's just part of life. But I think sometimes we tend to harp a little too much on our failures. But it's really about how you overcome the feeling of failure, not necessarily how you overcome the failure itself. So that's really what I want to talk about. So obviously, we're human. Everybody messes up. So that is the number one thing to get in your head. And we may all say, you know, sure, we've heard that a million times. We know that deep down in our hearts, we know that's true. We know that we're human and we make mistakes and that that's no different from anybody else on the planet. But in a moment of failure, it's really, really hard to actually remember that. And we've all been there and we've all felt like whatever we screwed up, it's never going to go away. It's going to stick with us for the rest of our life or it's going to weigh us down or it's just never going to get better. And I think especially if you're in a season where it's one of those everything that can go wrong does go wrong sort of things, then failures can be especially hard because it's just an extra weight on an already heavy load. And I've been there, so I know exactly what that's like. I've had one of those seasons lately, and I think I've cried more than I ever have before. And that's so normal. And so I am here today to tell you it is okay and it is normal and there's nothing wrong with you. Second thing is that you've got to know how to process that feeling. And I think that's where everybody tends to fall short because it's really easy to be the person sitting here saying, oh, you've just got to get back up. You've got to, if you've ever heard that saying, you've got to get back in the saddle. I hate when people say that. I absolutely hate it because it always comes in your worst moment. Am I right? It always comes right in the middle of 
you being very, very upset and you don't feel good about yourself and you're just in a really bad place. And it usually comes from a friend or a family member or a colleague who really does care about you. They really do want to see you succeed. They want to see you feel better and they're trying to make that happen. But they say something really generic like, oh, you just have to try again. This won't last better days tomorrow, whatever it is, but it doesn't make you feel better, does it? And of course it doesn't because nobody else telling you you're not a failure is going to make you suddenly change your mind and decide that you're not. So the biggest thing is really figuring out how to process that emotion and what does a healthy feeling of failure look like? Because the reality is you can't stop that. You're never going to keep that from happening And as long as you spend your life trying to avoid feeling like a failure, you're always going to. So instead, put some time and effort into figuring out what a healthy relationship with failure feels like. And that seems like just really backwards, right? A healthy relationship with failure. That's not a term that you normally hear, but that's what we're looking for. And that's what I want to talk about because especially if you're in business and whether you own your business or, you know, maybe you own a franchise or you're in a, you know, multi-level marketing group, or, you know, maybe you just have like a side hustle. The point is if you are doing any kind of work and you are in any kind of business, then the only way you get places is to take risks, right? So, taking risks comes with a cost and sometimes that cost is failure and you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and not just in business but in your life let's say you're dating you're taking a risk by going on a blind date or going on that first date or whatever it is and in taking that risk you are putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable and opening yourself up to the potential to fail So every time you open yourself up to the potential fail, odds are eventually you're going to at something because you can't be good at everything. That doesn't mean you don't reach for success and reach for your dreams. It doesn't mean you don't get back up and try again. It just means that we have to be realistic and know that failure is eventually going to happen and probably going to happen at the worst possible time when you are in a season of you know, hurt or a season of mourning or a season of just frenzy in your life when everything is already too much because that's when failure comes. It's just when it happens. So really learning how to process that emotion and learning how to deal with those feelings is going to give you that healthy relationship with failure and you're going to be able to handle that better and know how to go about it when it does happen. So I want to get in, like I said, to these five steps. And number one is you get to be upset. And that's not something you're going to hear from a lot of people. Everybody tells you to dry your tears, try again. You've got to keep going. And most of my biggest mentors will tell you that you you can't just sit down when you fail. You can't just give up. And if you listened to the first episode of the podcast, I told you that same thing. Don't give up. Try again. And that's true. But it doesn't mean you have to try again right this second. So you get time to be upset. You get time to 
spend on yourself and spend in that place. And no, it's not a good place. We don't want you to stay there, but it's completely okay to be in that space for a little while, whatever that space looks like for you. So for me, I am a crier. When things go wrong, I will have a complete breakdown. I will be in the floor of my office in tears with my adorable little pup in my lap. And that is how it goes down. For you, maybe you're not much of a crier. Maybe you just really want to get out some aggression because it makes you angry to fail. So maybe you need to go have a workout or find a punching bag and take up boxing. And maybe you want to just binge watch Netflix movies and eat an entire tub of Rocky Road ice cream without anybody judging you. And I'm not sure who eats Rocky Road ice cream because it's disgusting. But whatever your flavor is, it's okay. It's okay if you want to wallow in it for a minute. And I am going to give you the permission to do that because it is okay to wallow. You just can't stay there forever. But for now, we're in step one. So for now, you get to wallow. Maybe it's one night, maybe it's 10 minutes, but take time for you to just be upset in whatever way you need to, to, to process that and to be okay. And to quote one of my favorite childhood movies, The Princess Diaries, do you guys remember that part where her mom hugs her because she came home from the beach party and had that whole really embarrassing scene with Josh and she's just boo-hooing and crying like the nastiest, ugliest tears and her mom's like, you just cry because you've been hurt and you're allowed to cry. That is you right now. You get to cry. You get to take out your aggression. You get to sulk. You get to do whatever it is you need to do to get over this. Whatever it is that you need to do to get your body in a better place. Because sadness is an extremely normal emotion. And I feel like a lot of times people want to pretend like that doesn't exist and like that isn't true. And it is, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be jealous or angry or, you know, be frustrated with yourself. It's okay. You don't have to have it all together all the time. And sometimes crying, you know, or taking out aggression or eating rocky fried ice cream is your body's way of letting out frustration. So don't keep yourself from that. Don't force your body to hold in all of that pent up frustration and energy that needs to come out just because somebody tells you that you need to get over it. You're not allowed to cry or you need to just try again. It's not that simple. And sometimes you go to write something and you make a mistake. And so you erase it or you scribble it out and you start over. Yeah. That's a really easy thing to try again. But when you feel like a failure, it's not as simple as just trying one more time and getting up the energy to do that. So give your body, give your mind the time to grieve a little bit. Give yourself, allow yourself the time to do whatever you got to do to get into a better moment. Step number two is where we start to move on. So this is where I want you to kind of start to come back to that reality that everyone fails, that everyone makes mistakes, that nobody is perfect, and that you are definitely not alone. 
And I promise you, every single girl boss that you are following on Instagram feels the same way you do, like probably at least once a week. I know I do. So step number two, you're going to start to come back to that reality a little bit and we need to distract your brain. So right now your brain thinks that you're a failure and your brain is disappointed in you and your brain's not going to let you move on. So it's time to distract your brain. So I want you to take out a piece of paper and a pen when this happens. Then I want you to make two columns and in column number one, write down five things that you absolutely love about yourself. And it can be anything. It can be uh, something about the way you look. It can be something about like a personality trait. It can be something that you're good at, whatever you want, but write down five things that you absolutely love about yourself. So maybe you love your hair or maybe you're a good mom or maybe you love the way you can sing or you really enjoy how quickly you pick up on new tasks, whatever you want to write down, but it's got to be five things that you really, really love about yourself. And in the second column, I want you to write down five things that you're proud that you have accomplished. So this is a little bit different. The first five things are five things you love about yourself. You're, maybe you're proud of your hair or you're proud of your ability to sing, but those are things you truly love about yourself. We want the second five to be things you've actually accomplished in your life. So, you know, maybe you're in college and you made the Dean's List last semester, or maybe you are a mom. I mean, hey, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. You birth a baby or two or three or however many. Um, maybe you just got promoted in your job or you just left your job to pursue your side hustle full time. Whatever it is, five things that you are proud of yourself for accomplishing. Now, I want you to take a look at the list. And this is something that you can do, by the way, should do all the time. Don't just do it when you feel like a failure. But I guarantee this is going to help when you're in that place of feeling like you really truly failed at something. But I want you to take a look at the list and I want you to really read it over and over and over again and look at all of these things that you're proud of and all of these things that you love about yourself. And what we're doing here is we're distracting your brain for a little while and making your brain focus on how amazing you actually are. So your brain, it's amazing and it can do so many things at once, but the reality is it can only focus on one thing at a time. So if you are taking up time to focus on this list of accomplishments and things you love about yourself, you're not allowing your brain to focus on the failure. So we're sort of cheating our brain a little bit, but it's totally okay. And I bet you can make a longer list if you wanted to. So I encourage you to do that, but make sure it's at least five things in both columns. If you want to do 10 or 20, heck, if you want to do 100, go for it, girl. Be proud of yourself. Just give yourself the time to just be proud of you. There are very accomplished, successful people who don't take the time to be excited about their own accomplishments. And that's not good. You should be proud. And so this is your moment to make up 
for being proud. And this is your moment to make up for all those horrible things that you've said about your body or your personality or your job or whatever by writing down things that you love about yourself and things that you're proud of. So trick your brain, read it as many times as you need to, to forget about that failure for a minute. Step number three, now, you know, we've wallowed, we've gotten to a slightly better place because we've let out all of that frustration. We've distracted our brain by talking about how amazing you are, what you've accomplished, what you love, all of these things. Now it's time for that pep talk. And you knew this was coming. It had to come at some point. So now it's time to give yourself a pep talk. And I encourage you during this pep talk to try to make that list longer, that list of accomplishments and things you love about yourself, double it or triple it, make it longer and prove to yourself how truly amazing you are. Talk yourself up, not even in your head, talk yourself up out loud, say it out loud because I'm telling you, when you say things out loud, the universe hears it and they totally come into fruition. So, you know, give yourself the pet talk that you need and remind yourself of all of those things that we talked about in the beginning, that it's human to fail and it's human to make mistakes and that you are gonna be better than this moment and you're gonna have better days than this moment. And you're not gonna wallow in this, you are gonna get up. Whether you choose to try again or not is completely up to you and that comes in a later step. But for now, we mainly have to focus on the fact you're not going to stay in this place. You're not going to stay in the crying, in the anger, in the wallowing in Rocky Road ice cream. You know, we're not going to sit here and make this list for the rest of our lives to prove to ourselves that we're amazing. We're going to own that we're amazing because you are. You are amazing. So all you've got to do is be willing to tell yourself that. Failure is just proof that you are pushing yourself to your limits. So that's what you've got to tell yourself. You've got to tell yourself that this failure was just a stepping stone to a better place and a better you. And like I said, whether you choose to try this goal again or not, we know that this failure may have just been a learning experience that this thing was not for you or that the timing isn't right, or that you've got to go about it a different way. You've got to take this failure as it is. And it's just a stepping stone. It, you're not going to stay here. You're not going to end here. You're going to keep going in whatever direction you want to go. A perfect example, think of Olympic athletes. They train their entire lives for that moment of competing for a gold medal. Michael Phelps, the first time he ever got in a pool, did not swim. I, I have no idea about swimming, so I don't know how many meters that is, but he didn't swim the insane pool length that you see him swim in the Olympics. He was not a gold medalist swimmer. He probably didn't know how to not breathe through his nose the first time he ever got in a pool. Did he learn quickly? Probably. Did he show an amazing aptitude for swimming? Probably. Did he train very, very hard? Absolutely. But he didn't start there and no one does. So 
nobody goes straight to the top. All of those people that you're following on Instagram that look like, you know, they've got this really glamorous life, whether it's celebrities or influencers, or maybe it's just a colleague in your industry. The point is they did not get where they are right off the bat and neither will you. And so that is okay. They had their own failures. They made their own mistakes and they have plenty of stepping stones to get to where they are. So it is okay that you do too. And this is just another one to add to your road. One of my absolute favorite mentors right now is the lovely Miss Rachel Hollis. And if you've ever heard her talk, you have probably heard her talk about how it took over 10 years for her to get to where she is. A couple years ago, she wasn't nearly as big and famous as she is now. And a couple years ago, she had written a few books, but none of them were over a million copies sold multiple weeks as a number one on the New York Times bestselling list. So it took her a long time to get there. It took her a long time to build a business and build a family and do all of these things that she's done and write a bestseller and get a podcast that's at the top of the charts and do all of these things. And that rings so true. And you may have heard other um, mentors of your own say something similar. And that's because everybody that has made it knows it to be true. They know that they did not make it right off the bat, that it took time and it took dedication and it took effort and hard work and you don't get there on day one. So you've got to start somewhere and you've got to have a middle. And I'm sure you've probably heard before a million times because this saying is, I think as old as time, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. You know, that quote has been on Pinterest for as long as Pinterest has been around. I've heard parents say it to their children for decades. So it's not a new concept. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. You cannot start where someone else has already put in a massive amount of work. So this is all the pep talk that you have to give yourself. You've got to remind yourself that nobody starts at the top. Everybody climbs some sort of ladder. Maybe some people's are shorter than others. Maybe some people have to work a little harder for it. The point is everybody has their own ladder to climb for their dreams and their goals and the things that they want to accomplish. And you don't get to just skip all of the rings of the ladder. You've got to take them step by step. So this is just another step in your ladder. This failure does not mean anything. It does not mean that you're not going to succeed. Step number four is sort of a half step um, and it's be open to learning. So, you know, we just talked about how this failure is not an end destination. It's just a stepping stone. So take this failure as a learning experience, whether you choose to try again or not, what can you take out of this failure? What could you have done differently? What could you have done better? Why didn't it work? How can you apply that to future goals? different goals, the same goal, no matter what you choose to do, take it as a learning experience. Assess the damage of your failure. Ask questions. Do your research. 
talk to a mentor or a friend or a colleague. Look at other people who have made the same mistake. How did they overcome it? You have to adjust your strategy. So now it's time to say, okay, we've wallowed. We've decided we love ourselves. We've decided that we're not going to stay here and we're going to pick up the pieces. So how do we make the pieces fit back together? What can we do? What can we say? What can we learn from this experience to help it, you know, push us forward? You've got to turn your failure into a learning experience and turn your failure into a learning experience for someone else. Odds are, if you made this mistake, somebody else has also made this mistake and somebody else will again. So can you take this opportunity to teach someone else, make them learn from your own mistakes so they don't have to make it? I mean, I've made plenty of mistakes in my business and in my life. And sometimes those mistakes make for fantastic Instagram captions or fantastic uh, emails to your your subscriber list. And I know that sounds funny to use your failure as a marketing tool, but sometimes it can be. Number one, it makes you more relatable to your audience. It helps them to know that you are right there in the trenches with them and you are on the same level that they are because you fail and you make mistakes and you have bad days too. I can't tell you how many times I have posted something on Instagram or sent out an email and had somebody respond and say, oh my gosh, this is 100% how I'm feeling or oh my gosh, this happened to me a month ago or whatever. And they're still in that wallowing phase. And so use your experience to motivate someone else or to teach someone else if you can because that's ultimately going to help you get over it. Let me tell you, every single time I make a mistake, the faster I can turn it into an Instagram caption that sounds sort of inspirational, the faster I can get over it. It's great if that inspires somebody or that helps somebody avoid a mistake, but the reality is I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me because the faster I can put it out into the world that I made this mistake and that I've accepted it and that it's okay, the faster I can get over it myself. So be open to that learning process because that is going to ultimately push you forward and open you up to some new experiences and a new mindset. And last but not least, the fifth step is decide on your next step. So this is where we finally get to the part where you decide, do you want to try again? Whatever it was you failed at, do you want to have another go at it? And if so, do you want to try again right away? So, you know, maybe you made a mistake in your business and now your business is sort of on pause. Well, do you want to pick up the pieces and start right away? Or do you want to maybe take a step back and do something else or spend some more time doing your research and learning before you relaunch that business idea? Either way, it's completely okay. But now maybe we look at that learning process and we say, okay, do I need to alter how I try again? Do I need to alter the course of action that I took to keep from failing again? This is a step where you've got to make a game plan, whatever it is you're going to do, whether you choose to try again, whether that's right away or 
maybe you wait a little while because maybe the timing just wasn't right. Maybe you need to learn some more. Maybe you have no desire to try again because the failure meant that this was absolutely not for you and not something you're good at and you're going to move on to other things. Either way, you have got to make that game plan. And I really encourage you to sit down and write this game plan out because I promise you putting pen to paper really makes this process easier for knowing where you want to go. What step is next? You can't just sit down and say, okay, I am done with everything. I have no more goals. I'm done with life. Like that's, that's not an acceptable course of action. So we've taken the time to wallow in it. You don't get to go back to that. Now it's about what is the next step? Where do we go from here? What do I want out of life? What do I want out of my business? What do I want when I tell myself I succeeded? What do I want that success to look like? So I really, really encourage you to map that out and take a really long, hard look and have the deep, tough conversation of what success looks like to you. And this thing that you failed at, was it helping you reach that goal? Was it helping you accomplish that success? And if not, maybe it's time to reevaluate where you're at and reevaluate your situation and sort of revamp your game plan to help you really get to that, that ultimate goal that you're really wanting in your life. So those are your five steps. Those are your five steps to overcoming feeling like a failure. And again, remember, everyone feels this way. That is one of the biggest things that always drives me crazy is you see these celebrities, you see these influencers, you've got colleagues who maybe you never think anything goes wrong in their life. And the reality is that is not true. And I'm here today to tell you that is not true. I have had a hundred things go wrong today. So I can't even tell you how many things I've had go wrong this week or this month or especially this year. You have no idea what other people are going through. And sometimes, you know, like me, people will let you in on it. They'll say, Hey, I screw up all the time. And here's a couple examples of how, but sometimes people don't want to talk about their failure and that's okay. They don't want to talk about their mistakes. They are not particularly open to making it a learning experience for someone else. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, but you've got to remember that those people exist. And so some of those people that you're looking at and you're thinking, oh, their life is so perfect. Oh, they have it all together. Oh, they must have gotten where they are really quickly because they're amazing at it. Or, you know, you're jealous of their success or whatever it is. You don't know what people are going through off of Instagram. You don't know what they're going through behind closed doors. You don't know what they're going through in their own mind. You have no idea how people feel or what they're going through. And maybe you think they have achieved success. Maybe, you know, in your mind, they have tons of money and people know who they are and they've got this really successful business. And to you, they are the epitome of what success looks like. But maybe they're lonely. Maybe to them, they're disappointed in 
where they're at in their life because they don't have friends or they don't have anybody to talk to. And I have heard some of my own mentors say those words out loud. So you have no idea where other people are at in their life. So that's where that comparisonitis comes in. And you've got to stop comparing yourself to everyone, but especially to people on the internet and people who are not walking your same journey. If they are not stepping on those exact same stepping stones with you and they're not in the trenches with you and they're not going through the exact same things, then they don't know about your experience and they don't know about how long it's going to take you to succeed or how many stones it's going to take for you to step on to get there and vice versa. You don't know about them either. So I encourage you to stop looking at other people's success and making that your bar for achievement. Set your own bar, you know, reach your own goals, worry about yourself. And if you haven't already, check out our episodes with Ashton, where she talked about authenticity and confidence and our episode with Natalie, where she talked about community, because both of those episodes, I'm telling you, will really, really help you through this with not comparing yourself to other people and learning to really own your own authenticity and be confident in that and find community with other people like you, people who are willing to sit beside you and let you cry and tell you all the amazing things about yourself and be right there on that journey with you. And I'm going to close this out by telling you failure is a verb. It is not a noun. Failure is something you do. It is not something that you are. So it is so important to keep in mind that failure is really just like we said earlier, a place that you're currently in. It is something that has happened to you. It is not something that you are. And the only person that can convince you that you are not a failure is you. It does not matter how many friends, how many significant others, how many family members and colleagues tell you that you are not a failure. You are the only one who can convince you. But failure is a verb. It is an action. It is something that happens upon you because of other circumstances in life. It is not somewhere that you get to stay. It is not something that you become or something that you are or something that you are born as or something you will die as. It is only something that has happened to you right now. And you are the only person that can convince yourself of that and tell yourself, to get up and move on because you are better than this and you deserve so much more than what you have in this moment right now. So I hope you can take these steps and really just let them make an impact and an impression on your life and really make them actionable and use them to your benefit. And I hope that the next time that you fail at something, you'll remind yourself that it is just a place that you're in and that it is 100% human and acceptable and okay and that you will get through it. In the meantime, if you're looking for community to help you overcome those feelings or to talk about this episode, if you didn't know already, we do have a Facebook group. So I encourage you to join that and check out the other amazing women that are in that group and connect with them. You know, who knows, if you're feeling lonely, maybe you will find your new best friend in that group. 
just head over to Facebook and search for Females on Fire Insiders, and you can request to join that group. So until next time, keep working at all of your goals and working on success, but I hope that you remember that you are human and mistakes will come, and this is not the end of your road. That's it for this time, ladies. But if you have just a minute, it would make my day if you would write a review and share how much you love this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the best of the best. If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter or following along on Instagram, you can find me at Haley Luckadoo on all social media and at HaleyLuckadoo.net for this episode's show notes, the blog, the shop, and pretty much all the good stuff. I'll be bringing you a new episode very soon, but until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.